the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 4th, 2011. And today it's just going to be uh, mostly just current events, uh, these types of things, how they relate to the biblical end times that we live in. We are going to be covering some the the bill that just passed the Senate, uh, the National Defense Authorization Act. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, just to kind of give you an overview. And then we're also going to be talking about the this man-made H, H5N1 uh, super, avion super flu that they've actually created um, now in the laboratory and have, have admitted to it. And this one would be easily transmissible from human to human. And this was the <clears throat> thing that was so warned about back in 05-06 regarding the H5N1 avian bird flu. This is actually the strain that they dreaded would actually happen in nature by itself. And it wouldn't happen, most likely, in nature by itself ever. But they were able to actually do this in a laboratory. And now they've admitted to it, and now they're thinking about releasing it. The formula on how to make it to the... Uh, just for dissemination. So, it's total insanity. We're going to be talking about that. <clears throat> We're going to be talking also about uh, pharmaceutical companies and human experimentation, uh, a lot of the things that they've done in America and around the world, just that they totally admit to. I mean, they're not trying to hide it. And uh, we're also going to have a nice, <clears throat> not nice, but a uh, large section on Steve Jobs and Apple computers and the number 666. Uh, very interesting information. I've been able to compile about that. And uh, then we're going to be also looking at good old George Norrie's new book, Talking to the Dead, uh, from coast to coast on George Norrie, regarding afterlife supposed communication. And uh, we're going to be looking at that subject as well a little bit further. So, let's go ahead and we'll get started for today. Just some Bible verses, some more positive Bible verses uh, <clears throat> regarding today's teaching. Some pretty heavy-duty information we're going to be getting into today. But then again, when isn't it? Pretty much. Uh, Psalm 103, verse 1 <clears throat> says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So, this is something that we should be doing Bless the Lord, praise the Lord, worship the Lord, uh, thank the Lord. All of those things are very important to be doing, I really believe, on a daily basis. Not to say that I'm like the gold standard and or I do enough, but I'm just saying I would say that as much to myself as anyone else. <clears throat> and forgetting not all those benefits would also imply thankfulness. Uh, it's very important to be thankful no matter what situation that we may find ourselves in. Psalm 16 verse 5 says, The Lord is my portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. Goodly meaning like a, what the word implies, a good, wonderful type of thing. Uh, when it says, 
uh, thou maintainest my lot, and the lines are fallen unto me. The, the word lot and lines in the context of these verses means one's portion or recompense in a positive way. And then the next verse, Psalm 16, verse 7, I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. So, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. <clears throat> so those are, those are good verses to, to keep in mind. As well, Psalm 91, and there's a lot of applications for that as well. And then, next verse, uh, verse 8, Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. So those are really the things that we want to try to dwell on on a daily basis as well. Because this is, the world itself is getting so totally, unbelievably, satanically insane. As we will see today from this teaching and many other teachings I've done. But it's, it's getting worse. It's getting incrementally worse. So, you know, the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. These are the things that um, uh, we want to dwell upon, those types of things. Uh, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So, the word of God is what we really want to be meditating on in the, in the English language, the, the King James Bible. Um, is the is the Bible that you want to have? That is that is the Word of God in the English speaking language. So, uh, memorizing Scripture, meditating on Scripture, reading Scripture, um, hearing Scripture. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So, there's obviously you could do a whole study just on the Word of God alone. But these are good verses. Uh, I think we need to make sure that we're we are reading some things that are trying to offset all the negativity um, that is around us. And these types of ver uh, verses like in Psalms and those are a very good way to do that. Not to say there's not a lot of other portions of scripture you couldn't read. It's just that uh, Psalms has a lot more of a concentrated um, thing in regard to that. So let's go into the first article for today. <clears throat> And it's entitled, Indefinite Detention Bill Passes Senate 93-7. to Now, I've, I've inserted some excerpts from some of the articles I've found on this. I've been studying this for about the last, you know, couple weeks here. And uh, I've inserted some other things into this article from other sources as well. It starts out by saying, Ambiguous but alarming new wording, which is tucked into the National Defense Authorization Act or NDAA, was just passed by the Senate and is reminiscent of the extraordinary measures introduced by the Nazis after they took power in 1933. <clears throat> and the rel relative 
lack of reaction so far calls to mind the oddly common difference with which most Germans watch the erosion of their rights which have been guaranteed by their own constitution. As one German writer observed, quote, with sheepish, sheepish submissiveness, we watched it unfold as if it was from a box from a theater. Like if they were in like a theater that they used to have where you had the boxes that you could you know, sit in and watch the play. The writer was Sebastian Hoffner, a young German lawyer, worried at what he saw in 1933 in Berlin, but helpless to stop it. As he put it, the German people, quote, collectively and limply collapsed, yielded, and capitulated. End of quote. And this is pretty much what we're seeing around us for a myriad of different reasons. Uh, the American populace, and I'm not talking about to my listeners, I'm talking about the average American. Uh, they're not even aware of this, they don't care, it's not on their radar, and it's not going to matter to them until they have the boot on their neck. Or the threat of the boot on their neck. That's the only time that it's, that it's when, it, when it becomes real to them is when that happens. In other words, it's not affecting me right now in this moment that I live in my little self-centered world, so I'm really not going to worry about this. Uh, there's other people out there that can deal with stuff like this, and, and if they even acknowledge it's a problem, a lot of them would say, oh, it's a good thing. What do you mean? We, we need to have our rights taken away. You know, uh, the... We, it's, it's a good thing. The government's just there to protect us, that type of mentality. So, going further, it said, The result of this million-fold nervous breakdown, wrote Hafner at the time, and this was in Germany, Nazi Germany, 1933, The result of this million-fold nervous breakdown is the, is the unified nation ready for anything that is today the nightmare of the rest of the world. Unified in a very negative way. Unified in a very big brotherish way, is what he's saying. In other words, you know, your neighbors are going to rat you out. You better watch what you do in public, which is really becoming like that. And you have, you know, Janet Napolitano on telescreens and Walmart and these types of things. See something, say something. Uh, that type of mentality. The Senate bill, getting back to this Senate bill that we're talking about, in effect revokes the 1878 law known as Posse Comitatus Act, which banned the army from domestic law enforcement after the military had been used and often abused in that role during Reconstruction. Until now, that law had been taken very seriously. Military officers have had their careers brought to an abrupt halt by involving the federal military assets in purely civilian criminal matters. The Senate also codified into law the power of the U.S. military to indefinitely detain an American citizen with no charge, no trial, and no oversight whatsoever with the passage of Senate Bill 1867, the National Defense Authorization Act. So let me read that again. They also codif The Senate codified into law the power of the U.S. military to indefinitely detain an American citizen with no charge, no trial, no oversight whatsoever. Okay, so it really doesn't get a whole lot worse than that. So if they decide to pull the trigger on this, and I'm sure at some point they will, if there's, uh, if you believe in the red and the blue lists, and the red list being the ones they would come after first, I would imagine I, I was, I'm on the red list, I would imagine, and all of a sudden you don't ever hear from me again, well, we'll see you in heaven. Uh, that's basically what we're talking about here. 
they can take you off. They don't have to have a reason. They don't have to have no court trial. It doesn't. They've codified all of this into supposed law. And the Bible talks about uh, framing mischief by a law. How what an evil thing that is. This is what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a totally corrupt, rogue, evil, Illuminati-led government. I mean, plain and simple, that's what we're dealing with. Total, total, total corruption at the highest political levels. They don't care about you. They want to kill you. They want to enslave you. We, to them, are cattle. Or they might refer to as chattel. Useless eaters, essentially. They want to totally eliminate the middle class that actually um, bows up to them, usually, and create an ultra-poor class, or can bow up to them, I should say, create an ultra-ultra-poor class, an ultra-ultra-elite class with nothing in between. They want to eliminate anywhere from 90 to 95% of the world's population, known as the great culling of the planet. There's a new video that I think is out regarding that um, culling of the planet. And it really is. And you look around and all the things I've reported on in times past it, um, and will be reporting on today. There's so many different ways they're trying to literally kill us physically and defile us. And to defile us body, soul, spirit. Not just physically, but Spiritually as well. You just really have to be on guard. And again, this is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 2.11, Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. There's so many devices of Satan today. I don't know them all. I don't claim to know them all. I think I know a lot more than the average person. And I try to relay those to you. And I've been studying this for probably, I don't know, 17, 18 years, around there. Uh, But I don't, by any stretch of the imagination, claim to know everything. There's things that they're doing that I'm sure we're not even aware of. But God's aware of them. And that's why it's important for um, you to be putting on the full armor of God every day, uh, praying for angelic protection. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him and deliver them. So, fear of the Lord is in connection with angelic protection and also deliverance out of a particular situation. Also praying that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world and to stand before the Son of Man, as Jesus instructed us to do, I believe in Matthew 24. So, again, there's always a spiritual remedy, no matter how bleak it may look. That's what we really want to keep our eyes fixed on. Those types of things. And, um... That's just very, very important. And also, I just want to thank everyone that, that prays for this ministry, for Taylor and myself, for, that have sent in um, donations and giving and, and those types of things. Uh, we just praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. We thank God for you. And I just pray that the Lord's angels encamp around about you all and my listeners and protect you and use you mightily in the days and times to come, and that he would use us all to lead many 
souls to the Lord Jesus Christ, because really, a million years from now, that's all that's really going to matter. I mean, rubber meets the road stuff. Who's in heaven? Who's in hell? You know, so, let's go further. All right, let's see here. Uh, okay, so, they've, they've basically codified into law the power of the U.S. military, and this is the military, to definitely detain American citizens with no charge, no trial, no oversight whatsoever. Uh, one amendment that would have specifically blocked the measures from being used against U.S. citizens was voted down in the final bill, which was passed 93-7. to 7. Now, I know there was a lot of public outcry over this, even though they tried to kind of spring, spring this on us pretty quick. But that public outcry did nothing, evidently, because there was only seven senators that voted against this. It wasn't like it was a, you know, real close voting here. It wasn't even remotely close. So this is something that, regarding the Illuminati, regarding Satan, who controls the people at the top of the food chain that, you know, rule the world, that type of thing. And I mean, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father, ever making intercession for the saints, and he is the true ruler and controller of the universe. But I'm just talking about from a secular type of standpoint. Uh, only seven senators voted against this. Uh, it's just pretty unbelievable. Uh, and there was an amendment that would have specifically blocked the measures, these measures mentioned from being used against American citizens, but that was voted down. I can't have that. This horrendous bill technically turns all of America into a battlefield. That's how it justifies it, because they're saying, well, the terrorism, which really hasn't even ramped up here, if you think about it. I mean, it's not like we're having to deal with 9-11 type attacks every day. That could happen any day. As I said, um, if all of this provocation by the U.S. and the Middle East, which now is getting China and Russia extremely agitated and angry with America and NATO, and it's almost like we're just, you know, you've got this hornet's nest, and you're just sticking a, a stick in the hornet's nest and just rattling it around. Yeah, let's see what happens, you know. Ah, yeah, it's all good. You know, this is essentially what America's doing with all of this. They're attacking all of these allies to all these countries that are, are I don't know if you want to call them our enemies, Cold War enemies, whatever, China, Russia, are heavily, um, there, there's, there's some very serious, serious lingo they're putting out. And again, if you're on my email list, and if you're not, I would highly advise you to subscribe, because I get into the, e in the email list into things I just can't get into on a weekly basis. The last one I sent out, and just go to contendingfortruth.com, contendingfortruth.com, and uh, there's a free email newsletter sign-up list. I would get on both if I was you, health and the Christian. I, I don't I don't hardly have time to send out a lot on the health anymore. Anyway, I put out like maybe one, two, or three a month on that, if, if that. But uh, usually when I do put one out on health, there's a good reason. And uh, they're, they're, I mean, with Pakistan, with Syria, with, with Iran, all these things that we're doing to literally provoke. And, and here we have these Muslims, which have all these terrorist cells in the United States. They've been here for decades. 
They've been ramping up. They've been preparing for the big day. When they give the green light for those terrorist cells, uh, I mean, there's going to be literally, most likely, thousands of things potentially happening in America all in a very short time period. Then America truly is going to be a battlefield. I think what they're doing with this bill is they're they're greasing the skids, they're preparing the way, they're they're jockeying everything into position from a legal standpoint now, even though it's a corrupt legal system, that when this stuff starts going down, they're gonna have supposedly every excuse in the world to justify their own actions. So that they can look, come out smelling like a rose. And then when you have a totally controlled corporate Illuminati-controlled media, they're just going to spin it in their direction anyway. Most likely, at the same time, when that happens, the Illuminati will also... um, They're going to have a corporate-controlled media. Uh, I just lost my train of thought, I'm sorry. Also, at that very exact time, there would also be a good time for them to if there was a lot of chaos going on, to actually um, enact the red list pickups, which would be the high-priority Americans that the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, would deem need to be uh, taken out, taken off the streets. And in the midst of a whole bunch of chaos, if there were multiple let's say, false flag events going off, um, multiple terrorist things happening, it would be very easy, I think, to pull something like that off. Whereas, right now, when things are relatively calm, it would be much harder. It would be There would be much more of a, a stink made about it. Now, if they did simultaneous shutting down of the internet, which is another thing, the internet kill bill switch, that they would, I would say, totally most likely enact in order to totally have a uh, iron grip lock on all information that is fed to the planet. If the internet was shut down, they could easily do that. Alternative news uh, sources would be shut down. They would probably find a way to go after shortwave, I don't know. Uh, but if they were able to pull all that off at the same time, it, it would it would be pretty ugly, and you would kind of be out of the loop from an information standpoint. And uh, it's just the way I see things potentially going down. World War III type of scenario there, in conjunction with all of this. Now, if you also throw into that, let's say, a worldwide pandemic in close proximity, now you're also inflicting maximum tear from a totally different angle. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about that in a little bit with the H5N1 uh, avian bird flu. Um, Natural disasters, you throw that in there potentially because they have the absolute ability to manipulate and create uh, weather patterns, set off volcanoes, earthquakes, these types of things. We've proven that in many teachings we've done. The information's, documentation's all there. Uh, You have the makings for all of the ingredients for uh, bringing about the New World Order ushering out the old world order and bringing in the new world order through chaos. Order, new world order in this case, out of chaos. The motto of the 33rd degree Freemason. 
So let's go further here. Uh, this horrendous bill technically turns all of, our, of America into a battlefield uh, and subjects American citizens to indefinite military detention without charge or trial. To make matters even worse, only seven of our so-called representative, representatives voted against the bill, proving once and for all, if anyone had any remaining doubts, that our government is totally, totally corrupted. They don't care, you know, Democrat, Republican, there's not a dime's bit of different difference between any of them. At the end of the day, they all get together in their, you know, private clubs or whatever and slap each other on the back. All of this is just created for our benefit. The Hegelian dialectic, essentially. You know, problem, reaction, solution. The Democrats against the Republicans, this and that, and it goes on and on and on. So, Another amendment introduced by Senate Intelligent Committee Chairman Dianne Feinstein that attempted to bar the provision from being used on American soil, uh, an effort to ensure military won't be roaming our streets looking for suspected suspects, also failed, although Feinstein voted in favor of the bill anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Feinstein was able to include a largely symbolic amendment which stated that, quote, nothing in the bill changes current law relating to the detention of U.S. citizens and illegal aliens, or legal aliens. But this measure is meaningless, according to Republican Congressman Justin Amash, a fierce critic of the bill. Some of the some have asserted that Senator Feinstein's amendment, Amendment 1456, protects the rights of American citizens and preserves constitutional due process. Unfortunately, it does not. It is just more cleverly worded nonsense. Uh, though the White House has threatened to veto the bill, the fact that Obama, the Obama administration lawyers yesterday reaffirmed their backing for state-sponsored assassination of U.S. citizens would suggest otherwise. Not voting for the bill, or in other words, upholding the oath to protect the Constitution, has been described over and over again as political suicide. So not voting for this bill, or in other words, upholding the con- uh, your oath to protect the Constitution, has been described over and over by, evidently, these high-level devils as political suicide. Well, they sold their soul to the devils a long t- Satan a long time ago to get to where they're at, so, you know, they're not going to do anything to jeopardize their political status. The bill puts military detention authority on steroids and makes it permanent. American citizens and others are at great risk of being locked away by the military without charge or trial, said Christopher Anders, Senior Legislative Counsel for the American Civil Liberties Union, which is pretty bad when, you know, they're even coming out against something. As Spencer Ackerman highlights, the bill completely violates the Sixth Amendment in that it allows American citizens to be locked up indefinitely, including in foreign detention centers, without any burden of proof whatsoever. An American merely has to be declared a terrorist, and they can be abducted off the streets and never seen again. The detention mandate to use indefinite military detention in terrorism cases isn't limited to foreigners. Well, you know, one of the biggest things I've seen in recent years is, you know, the FBI coming out and saying, you know, these people would be considered potential terrorists by us, Bible-believing Christians, those that are against, uh, against abortion, uh, those that believe in the Constitution, or God forbid, are caught carrying a pocket Constitution, 
these are people that would be on their radar list as being terrorists. So, you can see where, I'm, where we're leading with this. Next article, which is just a segue, is entitled, Senate Approves Military Sodomy Bestiality by 93 to 7. It's the same bill. Yes, it's true, the indefinite detention bill passed this week also repealed the Army's prohibitions of sodomy and bestiality. I'm not kidding. Uh, And if you don't know what bestiality is, it's essentially, to put it nicely, procreating, trying to procreate with animals, and that's like impossible, I know, but trying to be as politically, not politically correct, but as gentle as possible. Wording it. And believe it or not, the Senate voted in favor uh, of this in overwhelming 93 to 7. It was part of this, you know, bill. Uh, subtitle E, Section 551D, plainly states that this bill that was passed uh, will repeal repeal of sodomy, Article Section 925, and then it goes on with more mumbo jumbo. But it repealed the sodomy article. What exactly is repealed here? The repealed sodomy article, section 925, article 125 of the Uniform Military uh, Uniform Code of Military Justice clearly states, quote, any person subject to this chapter who engages in unnatural carnal copulation with another person of the same or opposite sex or with an animal is guilty of sodomy. That's what's been repealed. That section. Now, they even understand what the true definition of sodomy is. Which is carnal copulation with uh, with another person of the same or opposite sex. Or with an animal. Of the same. This would include from a, from a biblical definition. Oral as well as the other type of sexual contact. Or with an animal. Bestiality. Sickening stuff. I I hate to even say this, but this is what this wonderful bill just repealed. Any person found guilty of sodomy, and this is the other thing it repealed, any person found guilty of sodomy shall be punished as a court-martial may direct. And that's been repealed, so that doesn't apply anymore. These laws are gone, which effectually means... A legalization of not just gays in the military, but the Gay Sex Act in the military, and even beyond that, now, including animals. I mean, in the Old Testament, it was a death sentence. Bestiality, uh, men lying together with men, women, you took them out, and they were killed. It was a death sentence. These types of things literally defile the land. Just like abortion, spilling innocent blood, defiles the land from a biblical standpoint. The innocent blood defiles the land. These types of acts literally defile the land. And the more they're committed, the more devils come home to roost. And the more evil things become. Unless there's, you know... Repentance and a lot of prayer regarding these matters. And corporately, obviously, that's not going to happen in America. Individually, 
obviously with our own selves, uh, you know, we can we, we can do that. But from a corporate standpoint, uh, there's, it's, it's not going to happen. I don't see any Bible for mass repentance regarding uh, end time scenarios in, in any country of the planet. I just don't see it. The Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. I mean, if you read through Revelation and Daniel, you don't really get the impression that people were, you know, holy and trying to live for God and these types of things for the most part. Now, there were some, obviously, that were the true Bible-believing Christians, but the majority of the people weren't. So that's just confirming the Bible. So going further, it's, this was, uh, CNS News says, it's all about using the military to advance this administration's radical social agenda. The person they were interviewing, Perkins, uh, who I'm not sure that is, but anyway, um, this person said, it's all about using the military to advance this administration's radical social agenda. Not only did they overturn the don't ask, don't tell, but they had another problem. And we reported on that at length when they repealed that, but they had another problem. And that is, under military sodomy, under military law, sodomy is illegal. Just as adultery is illegal. So they had to remove that prohibition against sodomy. Now, I've done a whole teaching on that subject. You can just key in... uh, I don't know, sexual or biblical uh, forbidden, prohibited sex acts or just one of those words in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and you'll find that teaching. I did it a long time ago, um, but it gets into that subject at length. Anyway, so following on the heels of the administration's repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell is a repeal of the laws against sodomy. We now have a military that is come completely out of the closet, and worse, the repeal simultaneously legalizes sex with animals as well. I mean, just beyond sick. So, it gives you some more information. I even have an actual link to the bill uh, itself, if you want to look at that a little bit further. Okay, let's go to the next article. And again, these are things that, you know, obviously things you can pray about as well. The actual implementation of this, now that it's passed, um, you know, uh, praying literally regarding these matters, these devices of Satan. I mean, this is just pure evil. Next article, man-made superflu could kill half of humanity. This is from Russia today, but has been reported on widely. Um, a virus with the potential to kill up to half the world's population has been made in a lab. Now academics and bioterrorism experts are arguing over whether to publish the recipe and whether the research should have been done in the first place. No. Why why not? Why not create a, a super virus that can kill easily half of humanity? And why not publish the recipe? I mean, come on. I mean, there's logic in that, right? I mean, who wouldn't do that? I mean, the, the, the fact that they're even, this was even done, the fact that they're even talking about publishing the, quote, recipe, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think insanity is a strong enough word. I really don't. I don't even know what word you would use. But it's been done. The virus is the H5N1 bird flu strain, which was genetically altered to become much more contagious. Now, this is the exact strain of bird flu, H5N1, that I did a 14-city tour back in 06 regarding. And they made a DVD out of the presentation called Avion Flu, Killer of Millions. They still sell it up at the Prophecy Club. Uh, you can, I'm pretty sure they do. And uh, if you want to see that presentation, it's just as, as applicable today as it was then. Now, I also give you the links to watch the video presentation at the end of this article. So, you can go watch it online if you want. Because, uh, obviously, I get way more into, and I talk about the eventuality of this thing becoming highly contagious. And we're going to talk about that a little bit right now, and then I'll elaborate the, on that a little further. Going further, it says, It was created by Ron Fochier of the Erasmus Medical Center in Rotterdam, the Netherlands, who first presented his work to the public at an influenza conference in Malta in September. Foucher said the strain circulates in animals, particularly birds, but rarely affects humans. In 10 or so years, the bird flu first emerged in Asia. Fewer than 600 cases have been reported in humans. But the H5N1 strain is particularly vicious, killing roughly half of the patients diagnosed with it. Well, according to my statistics, it was more than half. I believe it was around 60%. Now, I don't know whether the newer cases that have come about, but there haven't been that many, um, have had a lower kill rate, but it was more than half. I know it was. I, I can remember from the research. And I get specifically into that in the uh, the uh, video presentation. Anyway, what stops it from becoming a major public threat to health is that it does not readily transmit from human to human. Or at least it didn't until now. So the very thing that they were dreading most of all, this becoming highly contagious human to human, airborne, in other words, meaning I could cough, I think the greatest example of that was that one show, I don't know, I think with Dustin Hoffman in it, and uh, I forget what it was called, where they were in a movie theater, and it hadn't got to the point, this virus that they had picked up, it had not got to the point where it was transmissible by air. It had only been trans transmissible by, I don't know, touch or if you ate after another person or something like that. But in this one particular scene, I can't believe I can't remember the name of that show. Anyway. Uh, pandemic? No. Anyway. They were in this movie theater, and this guy coughs, or this woman, I forget, and they cough, and they show the virus going out of the mouth. In other words, it had literally made this last mutation that it needed to be transmissible by air. The, the actual, in the movie, this mutation had occurred in the body of the host human. And then that host human, where this conversion, where this mutation had finally been made, they coughed it out, and then other people, it showed other people inhaling the same air that they had just coughed out. And then the whole town 
became infected. Okay, I, I went up there and I found the, it was called Outbreak, and I found the movie trailer. And I think the movie trailer says a lot regarding a potential scenario for what now they're openly admitting that they have. Now, in this particular movie, it's supposedly created through this monkey, the viral spread. Well, now they've actually openly admitted to creating this stuff in a lab. And this is very similar to what would most likely happen in real life if this were released or accidentally released. So I'm just going to go ahead and roll this right now. So the, the animal enters into the country, pet store owner buys it, the monkey scratches him, he gets the virus, then the mutation from a human standpoint starts to uh, occur. I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the nation, perhaps the world, is in our hands. We cannot. So in other words, the end justifies the means. When They end up literally firebombing a whole town, annihilating a whole town to supposedly contain and kill the virus. We dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you will do his duty. God forgive us. Your town is being quarantined. We got 19 dead. We got 100 more infected spreading out of bush fire. What are you talking about? So they've got the military on the streets, your town is being quarantined, it's spreading like a brush fire, they're all in biohazardous suits, and all the other people are totally uh, freaking out and panicking, essentially. Got it, and ten of them got it now, and if one of them gets out of Cedar Creek, we have a very interesting problem. If that bug gets out of there, 260 million Americans will be dead or dying. I'm leaving with the team in an hour. From the heart of a small California town, damn it, Sam, I'm going to stay the same as you. for the spread of the virus is this. 24 hours, 36 hours, 48 hours. The greatest medical crisis of all time. We can't stop it. Begins. Try to remain calm. Many people are dying and are going to continue to die unless we find this monkey. There will be panic the likes of which we have never seen. So it's got that big-time pandemic type of feel to it. Uh, then there's the newest one that just came out this year, Contagion. Uh, just go ahead and roll that one. I think I played this before, but it's it's very appropriate for this particular subject. Was it a groundbreaking Did she mention seeing anyone who was sick? Anyone on a plane at the airport? No. She said she was jet-lagged. 
So this man's wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, was doing business overseas, I think drank out of the same glass as someone, came back, now all of a sudden she's starting to feel sick. The average person touches their face three to five times every waking minute. In between, we're touching doorknobs, water fountains, and each other. weaponize the bird flu, which is exactly what's just been done in the laboratory. <laughs> I mean, they've created that they have done exactly the thing that this Contagion movie, which just came out this year, is saying, but they blame it on the birds. He, he says right here, well, we, we don't have to, somebody doesn't have to weaponize it, the birds have already done it. So it's the big mean birds. Again, they've plotted together, it's Big Bird at the very top of the food chain. Big Bird has consulted with all of the rest of the birds globally. Ostriches and parakeets and red-breasted magansers and, you know, woodpeckers. The whole nine yards. And they're in this together and they're out to get us. Okay? That's garbage. It's been done by man. And they go on to... We'll just roll it again here. Weaponize the birds. The birds are doing that. So, this insanity that the birds are, are the blame. Watch this. It's transmission. So we just need to know which direction. On day one, there were two people. And then four. And then sixteen. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're heading. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. So again, it's this whole gigantic military presence in conjunction with this, getting us ready, getting us acclimated mentally to have the military in our face, uh, controlling everything while this is going down. The truth is being kept from the world. Cook your samples, destroy everything. And they show a monkey there too, just like an outbreak. Might have yeah. been a monkey. I need you to get me the names of everyone who surfaced this room. It's an emergency. Can't panic now. I know. I'm gonna get you home. I got people too, Dr. Cheever. We all do. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. The president is We're not they've, they've got whole cities locked down where they've got quarantine, no access. It's saying no one is immune. In other words, you have no hope but whatever the government might find to supposedly help you. They are your only hope, is, is what essentially they're conveying here with this propaganda garbage. It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. It's new to So they're saying it's mutating, uh, it's basically um, figuring us out faster than we can figure it out, even though in this particular case, 
Now, finally, they've openly admitted that the bird flu, the H5N1 strain, has finally been weaponized and created in a laboratory setting. Uh, just thought that those two trailers were pretty much confirmatory of what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, let's go further here. I'm going back to the article now. Uh, researchers at Fochir's team use ferrets test animals which closely mimic the human response to influenza and transmitted the H5N1 from one to another to make it more adaptable to new hosts. After ten, ten generations, the virus had mutated to become airborne. Again, that's the key. When it becomes airborne. Which means the ferrets became ill from merely being near the other diseased animals. They didn't have to actually have physical contact. And when it becomes airborne, then it becomes just like the regular flu that can be transmitted that way. Genetic studies showed that the new dangerous strain had only five mutations compared to the original one. And all of them were earlier seen in the natural environment, not just all at once. Fochir's strain is as contagious as the human seasonal flu. Now, this was the big fear that, again, they, that they, the government or whatever, had was when it actually became as easily transmissible as the regular flu. But it is likely to cause many more fatalities if released. Um, this is a quote from Paul Keem, a micro, microbial geneticist who has worked on anthrax for many years. He told Science Insider, quote, I can't think of another pathogenic organism that is as scary as this one. I don't think anthrax is scary at all compared to this. End of quote. Now, Keem, who chairs the U.S. National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity and other members of the body, have a very difficult decision to make. Fochir wants his study to be published. Well, why not? Let everybody have it. I mean, what's, what's not to like about this? I mean, hey, if you want to call the planet and, you know, eliminate at least half the people on the planet... This is a great way to do it, uh, and I think it would be more than half, actually, from the mutated version. It's probably going to be even more virulent. Well, again, that's a big goal that the New World Order has had for a long, long time. Anywhere from 66% reduction to 95 depending on who you see quoted from the elite. Well, it hasn't worked very well. They're trying and have tried so many ways to kill us off. And again, we've got into all those various ways, vaccinations, chemtrails, fluoride in the water, chlorine in the water, all the chemicals in the water, all the chemicals in the air, all the chemicals in the food, the GMO foods. You, You could go on and on and on. But we're not dying fast enough. So they're going to have to step it up. And I think... From their standpoint, they're thinking to bring maximum order out of maximum chaos, this would be a great vehicle for that to happen. And again, if it was in conjunction with World War III, and multiple terroristic false flag events, and multiple natural disasters, and you could go on and on there, it would bring about maximum... It would, it would come about um, very quickly. Their agenda could be implemented very quickly. The people that would be dying would all be viewed as sacrifices to Satan... That's how the occultists view this. That's how when they create these wars, the people dying on the battlefield, they're viewing them as sacrifices to their god, Satan. 
That's how they're viewed, regardless of if the person fighting the war thinks he's in a just war. The Illuminati, who control the military, who make the bombs and the bullets and the guns and the helicopters and, the, and all of the implements of war, that's how they view it. They're the ones that created the situation. So, uh, going further, so does virologist Yoshio Kiyawaka, who led similar research in collaboration with the University of Wisconsin-Madison and the U- University of Tokyo, and reached comparable results. Um, he, in other words, he agreed with what we had just said. And it's up to the NSABB to give them the green light. Many academics and biosecurity experts are naturally cautious about releasing information which could provide any bioterrorist with a ready recipe to hold the world to ransom. I mean, come on, what, what, why wouldn't you release the recipe? Why don't they just, like, put it on the back of the, um, when you go through, like, uh, McDonald's or uh, Walmart, maybe? Put it on the back of, like, the, um, I don't know, like the 64-ounce uh, Big Gulp Cups at 7-Eleven. Or something like that. You, you know, you get a free foot long. If you get a foot long chili cheese dog, you get a free sixty four ounce big gulp with a recipe on how to kill all of humanity or half at least. You know, so something you could work on in your spare time. I mean, why not? I don't understand why they're they're being so uptight about this. I mean, why why not release it to the? I mean, it's just such insanity. You know, I have to frame it that way. To 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 better dramatize the insanity that we're talking about here. <laughs> I mean, I just I, I can't even believe what I'm reading. Some argue that such work should never have been done in the first place and call for international monitoring of potentially harmful research. Yeah, that would kind of be the uh, sane, logical thing uh, why was this work ever done in the first place? All the samples, all the research should be destroyed because this stuff is not going to occur naturally on its own in nature. It's not going to happen. Goes on, uh, Dr. Thomas Igsbley a bioterrorism expert and, uh, and director for the Center for Biosecurity of the University of Pittsburgh Medical Center, says, quote, It's just a bad idea for scientists to turn a lethal virus into a lethal and highly contagious virus. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Okay. And it's a second bad idea for them to publish how they did it so others can copy it. Yeah. Kind of like uh, kindergarten logic. I mean, a kindergartner could come to the same conclusion. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you, if you gave them a, a simplified scenario, I'm sure a kindergartner would tell you the same thing. But they can't, they, they, they're, they're leaning toward publishing it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I can understand why. I mean, it's, it's, it's all good, right? So, yeah, just... Beyond total insanity. Beyond. I would encourage you, I'm listing my 14-part video presentation, Avion Flu Killer of Millions, the DVD. It's, you can, if you go to page 
It's going to be on page five or six. There's 14 parts. They're only like six to seven minutes long, each part. You can watch it. It's just as applicable today, other than at the time, they hadn't actually, this mutation, which I talk a lot about, hadn't actually been, or if they had created it, they hadn't admitted to it. Okay? It's different today. Now they're admitting that this mutation has occurred. And it's the same exact strain of the one I talked about, the H5N1. It's not the H1N1, the swine flu thing of, you know, a year, two years ago, or whatever that was. It's not that one. It's it's the original H5N1 strain. And then, um, regarding the chief product I talked about, the uh, mild silver protein from Invive, I have a four-part presentation on that you can watch. It's not near as long. Which was the main thing that I talked about as a a remedy or a protective measure. Now, obviously, the Lord Jesus Christ can protect us. I'm not saying, okay, we've got to rely on on this, but I'm just talking about from a proactive standpoint. I don't know of anything better than the uh, the mild silver protein from Invive. I list my website regarding the product, and I also list my special on the 5,000 part per million that I'm. While I still have um, a surplus. I'm still running the special, but you can't get the special off the website. You have to contact me, and um, I list all the details for that here. I'm not going to go into it, but it's it's all here. It's on like page five or six of the PDF for uh, uh, December fourth, two thousand eleven, at contendingfortruth.com. So you can have all that information. Let's go further here. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's go further. I'm going to go a little bit further before we break for the next part here. Uh, next article, U.S. researchers and pharmaceutical companies conducting human experimentation in Africa. A new policy brief faults prominent institutions and drug companies like Pfizer, Columbia University, John Hopkins University, and Population Council for their involvement in unethical and illegal human experimentation in Africa. The report is titled, Non-consensual research in Africa. The outsourcing of Tuskegee in reference to illegal human experiment conducted in Tuskegee, Alabama between 1932 and 1972 by the U.S. Public Health Service. In that experiment, some 600 impoverished American, African-American men were observed in a study on the progression of untreated syphilis. Some of the men were intentionally infected with the disease and all of them were denied the cure. Regrettably, the report notes no one was held accountable for this crime against humanity. Now, that's that's our same government, and they're only worse now. Nobody's going to be held accountable. No way. Untreated syphilis? Untreated syphilis eventually goes to tertiary syphilis, which is the end stage, which is basically where your brain almost liquefies, and you go stark, raving, crazy, mad. I mean, it's bad. Really, really painful and bad. A horrific, horrific way to die. But they denied him the cure. 
The new report details human experiments led by U.S. researchers and drug companies on Africans who were typically undereducated, poor, and lacked full understanding of their rights. The human subjects often are led to believe that they are receiving medical treatment from the governmental health services or health ministries. These practices harken back to the appalling experiments carried out by the U.S. researchers in Guatemala in the 1940s, where hundreds of Guatemalans were deliberately infected with sexually transmitted diseases without information or consent. President Obama formally apologized to Guatemala for these experiments last year. So they actually admitted it and they apologized for it. Human experimentation in the United States is regulated by the Office of Research, Integrity, and various ethical research institutional boards. Those are are some uh, institutions of our government that we should devote some prayer to. The Office of Research Integrity. It should be the Office of Research Depravity and various ethical research institutional boards. Many African countries lack these institutions. Even when they exist, they lack independence and are controlled by corrupt governmental officials. In one experiment on HIV sponsored by Gilead Sciences, the Centers for Disease Control, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and operated by Family Health International, Cameroon subjects were given details about the experiment in English, even though they many spoke only French, and they were illiterate. Five women were allegedly infected with HIV in the experiment, but were not given antiretroviral drugs. In other words, they just infected them with HIV. In another experiment in Nigeria, led by Pfizer physicians, researchers injected Children with an antibiotic called Trovan during a meningitis outbreak without providing their families with informed consent forms that fully disclosed the side effects and the purpose of the experiment. Eleven children died and many were left paralyzed. In South Africa and Nambia, mothers with HIV uh, AIDS are routinely sterilized without their informed consent. Countries that perform these procedures are known to receive funding in the form of grants and incentives from the USAID and other aid organizations. So they just pay them off in order to kill large sections of their population and to experiment on them. The report explains that U.S. researchers and drug companies violate the laws and protocols of the Declaration of Helsinki from 1964 and the Belmont Report, which provide ethical guidelines on human experimentation. Moreover, the results of unethical and fraudulent experiments are laundered into the United States and Europe through the peer review system. Many of these peers who review these experiments are themselves involved in the same unethical conduct. Others are concerned about the possibility of professional alienation if they speak out. Oh, it's okay, just sell your soul to Satan, you know. We wouldn't want anybody, you know, alienating you or or you having to suffer in any way, shape, or form, you know. You, it's okay to kill people in mass and to say nothing about it, but as long as my professional reputation isn't tarnished, that's really the important thing. I mean, that's the height of, of self-centeredness, is all I can think. Uh, let's go further. There was a comment about this that I posted about this article And this particular person said, when Bill and Melinda Gates get on the TV and inform the public that they are giving free vaccinations to the little children in black communities to keep them, quote, healthy, I correct correct the puppet who reads from the script of the commercial with, quote, you mean experiment on them with lethal drugs to kill or maim them. This, quote, loving couple who 
care so much about these people are nothing more than slow death torturers of mothers, fathers, and children who they perceive as unfit to be walking the planet. They both need to be locked up in solitary confinement where they will be forced to try out all the vaccines they have pumped into those little arms. We'll do that one after another until they are both pronounced dead. Well, that's what they deserve. I mean, it's really... There's no, there's no death that they could be dealt in this life that could ever match the suffering that they've caused in the real world. I mean, millions of people, most likely just from Bill and Melinda Gates alone through their vaccination programs, through them giving um, all the millions and millions that they've given to the World Health Organization. Uh, you know, there's no way... It, Hell will be the only hell on the lake of fire will be the only way to recompense that, and that's God's doing. That's God's doing, but that's what they have to look forward to. Um, unless they were to get saved, and I just don't believe that that's most likely possible with somebody that's so totally, totally, totally um, given over to evil and most likely generational Luciferians to boot. I'm not saying God couldn't do it, I'm just saying it's very highly unlikely. Uh, Next article that relates to this is um, Ellen, well, it's entitled National Shame. From 1929 to 1974, the state forced sterilizations were performed in North Carolina. Now, there's a video on this you can watch. It was on Nightly News. It was pretty accurate. I'm not going to roll the video because it's like 15 minutes long. But if you want to know more about it, Um, You can click on that link. Elaine Riddick was 13 years old when she got pregnant after being raped by a neighbor in Windfall, North Carolina in 1967. The state ordered that immediately after giving birth, she should be sterilized. Doctors cut and tied off her fallopian tubes. Uh, Interviewing Elaine, she says, I have to carry these scars with me. Uh, I have to live with this the rest of my life. Riddick was never told what was happening. She said, quote, got to the hospital, they put me in a room, that's all I remember, that's all I remember, she said. When I woke up, I woke up with bandages on my stomach. Riddick's records reveal that a five-person state eugenics board in Raleigh had approved a recommendation that she be sterilized. The records label Riddick as feeble-minded and promiscuous, even though she got raped. They said her school, and, and she's a college graduate too, so they showed that in the video. Uh, They said her schoolwork was poor and that she does not get along well with others, so that was why they sterilized her. Uh, Quote, she says, I was raped by a perpetrator who was never charged, and then I was raped by the state of North Carolina. They took something from me both times, she said. The state of North Carolina, they took something so dearly from me, something that was God-given, in other words, her, her ability to bear children. It wouldn't be until Riddick was 19, married and wanting more children, that she'd learned she was incapable of having any more babies. A doctor in New York, where she was living at the time, told her that she had been sterilized. Butchered was the word the doctor used, actually. I didn't understand what she meant when she said that I had been butchered, Riddick said. North Carolina was one of 31 states to have government-run eugenics programs. By the 1960s, tens of thousands of Americans, this happened to tens of thousands of Americans in 31 states, were sterilized as a result of these programs. And that's just one of the atrocities our our government has committed. Just one of the many eugenics programs. This is the same stuff that Hitler did. These eugenics programs, weeding out the undesirables, 
killing the Jews, who they said were like on the evolutionary food chain because they totally bought in and used the Darwinism to justify all this killing. They were just one notch above the apes. That's how Hitler viewed the Jews. That's why he went after them so vehemently. And the blacks, and the gypsies, and those that were mentally deficient or prone to alcoholism or whatever, these people were all uh, killed in, under the Nazi system, under the system of eugenics. And then they had their breeding program through like Lebensborn, and these brood mothers, these Nazi brood mothers that could trace their Nazi German lineage back so many generations. And that's how you became an SS soldier. You had to be able to tra- trace it back so many generations. I mean, if you if you wanted, and you have to, you had to have met certain physical requirements. They would literally have the Nazi SS troops breed with these brood mothers through this Lebensborn program, and they would have all these babies where the state raised them. And the women were just like baby machines. They weren't even their mothers afterward, really. I, I mean, I've seen pictures of the insides of these things when these propaganda films. Sick, sick stuff. They were trying to create the Aryan super race. The fifth root race, as they referred to them. The, you know, Superman, the super Aryan, these types of things. This is what Hitler and the Nazi regime was trying to create. And we... Um, We've had very similar, not so aggressive programs here in America as well. They've just been more well hidden. All right, let's go ahead and stop there and we'll go to part two next. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24 7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C O N T E N D I N G F O R T R U T H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.